We now have 42 ram raids incidences and counting. The solution is going to have to see large parts of the community coming together to work collectively on a solution for this. That's Liz Whedon, the general manager of Glengarry Wines, a chain of wine stores which has been hit by 42 ram raids over the last few months. Ram raids have become the very public face of what's been called a youth crime wave. Act leader David Seymour has said he wants ankle bracelets on young ram raiders. Some people will say, well, you know, having an 11-year-old wear an ankle bracelet, that's a bit jarring, that's a bit harsh. Well, actually, the same people will probably tell you an 11-year-old's not capable of stealing a car and driving it through somebody's shop window and their business they built up over a long period of time. National has badgered the government for being soft on the social drivers of crime, like truancy. We are living in 2022 as a developed country, and only 40% of our kids are going to school regularly. 100,000 of our kids are chronically absent from school. We know if we can't get our kids to school, they end up actually participating in ram raids. 90% of the ram raid kids are disconnected from school. I'm here to try and solve problems, and the way you solve problems is actually confronting the issue. And the issue very clearly is that we need to call everybody to responsibility, the government, schools and parents. Even Police Minister Chris Hipkins has referred to a spike in youth offending, announcing more what he calls wraparound support to combat it. This is completely the opposite of an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. It's actually building a fence at the top. It's about saying we want fewer young people falling onto a pathway of crime. We want to actually keep them on the straight and narrow. Uh, If they're starting to get into trouble, we want to get them out of trouble again. But what do the stats actually say? Has youth crime been blown out of proportion by politicians and the media? Or do the numbers confirm an increase? Kia ora koutou, no mai haere mai ki tēnei pāhorangi hou nā puna, nā stuff, ko te tikanga katoa The Whole Truth. Ko Kate Newton tōku ingoa, he kairi puata a hou ki puna. E mihi nui ana kia koutou e whakarongo mai nei. Welcome to this new podcast from Stuff, te tikanga katoa The Whole Truth, part of our award-winning fact-checking project. I'm Kate Newton, a reporter at Stuff. And with me is Stuff Police reporter James Halpin, who's been investigating the issue of youth crime. Kia ora, eh, James. Kia ora, Kate. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So what did you actually find when you started looking at this question? Is it as simple as saying youth crime is going up or down? It's actually really complex. The data set that we used comes from police's own data. This is what they call uh, victimisation data. And that only ends in August of this year. But gives us data all the way back to 2014. So we get a really long-term view at at sort of what youth crime is doing. The long and short of it is is that over the last eight years, there's been a massive decrease in youth crime. Uh, It's cut down from about 3,000 crimes a month, 3,000 crimes conducted by uh, youth a month, to a bit closer to about 1,000. But there has been a spike since the end of the pandemic, well, the end of the last lockdown last year. Right, and how big a spike are we talking about here? We're not talking massive. Numbers are still far, far down on uh, 2014, but there has been a change in the trend. For example, in uh, vehicular-based crime, um, there's been a particular spike amongst that sort of crime between 10 and 14-year-olds. Yeah, and so because when we're talking about youth crime, we're talking about what kind of age groups, 10 and 14-year-olds up to... 
to what age? About 19-year-olds, yeah. Okay. And that's one of the reasons that this has become so newsworthy, and that's we're seeing really young kids, sometimes even younger than 10, participating in these ram raids and other forms of uh, youth crime. Yeah, and so are there parts of the country where there's been a greater increase? Mm. Uh, Auckland and Hamilton, those have been the largest increases. Uh, I think potentially Hamilton has been, or the Waikato has been larger on a um, per-population basis, but Auckland has seen a greater number. Obviously, uh, that stat about 10 to 14-year-olds participating in vehicular-based crime, so we're talking car thefts, ram raids, that kind of thing, that's really alarming. Are there any other statistics that we should be keeping an eye on? Yeah. There seems to have been a uh, slight increase in uh, burglaries and breaking it into crime as well. Um, again, much like uh, uh, the general crime trend, is it's not a, not a massive increase, um, but it is uh, moving against the trend. Taking all of that into consideration, uh, did you actually work out whether there really is a youth crime wave? Is it is safe to say that there is? Maybe the sort of uh, description of it being a spike is a little bit overblown. Um, we may be riding up a small crest at the moment. Numbers are increasing, but you know, it's difficult to separate what has become quite a hotly politicised issue from from the hard facts and, and the reality. For example, if there's uh, one issue with the data is if there's one crime, there can be multiple victimisations come out of it, which can sort of blur the stats and, and, and make things seem a little bit more serious than they are. Right. And when we use that word victimisation, what are we talking about there? We're talking about people that have made a complaint to the police and police have been able to confirm that there has been a crime committed um, within seven days of of that complaint being made. So I think we should take that data with a a little grain of salt. Um, And again, it does uh, end in August, so we don't have the last couple of months' worth of data. Sure. You've done a lot of reporting on this topic already this year. What have you learned about what's actually driving this behaviour? A lot of those causes are well documented, and there is nothing new. They are driven by poverty, they're driven by by a breakdown of the family unit uh, in the sense that um, police have always released a stat and they say 70% of these young offenders uh, see domestic violence in their own home. But one new sort of angle that they seem to be taking is a real focus on social media and in particularly uh, TikTok. I had an Official Information Act request earlier this year that showed that police had approached TikTok to try and get videos of this offending that the offenders were posting uh, removed. Um, These were videos showing um, ram ram raids being conducted, um, breaking and entering, um, videos of offenders driving away from police and showing the police car lights disappearing in the background. Right, and so is the idea that removing these videos from social media is perhaps going to help stop driving other people to to follow suit and do what they see other people doing? Yeah, the idea is that these offenders are looking for the kind of attention that they're not getting at home uh, and they're looking for notoriety on social media. Kia ora, James Namahi for that kōrero. And you can read James's fact check and also see graphs of some of the numbers that he's been talking about at stuff.co.nz forward slash whole truth. We'll be back with a new episode in a few days' time, but if you want to hear about new fact-checks as soon as they're published, you can subscribe to Te Katoa, The Whole Truth, wherever you get your podcasts. Ka kite anō.